Acupuncture. Acupuncture is the original biohack. Binaural beats. Nootropics. Tom, can you even spell nootropics? Supplements. Psychedelics. They told us not to take drugs. Now there's all this research on taking drugs. Science of compounding. Orgasmic meditation. Individual results may vary. <laughs> and a whole bunch of other stuff we find interesting. I don't want to spend 12 grand to shine a red light on my junk. Just a couple of guys talking about somewhat strange health stuff. There's something weird here, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Irreverent health starts now. Tom. What's up, Matt? How are you doing, sir? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Good, good. good. It is uh, a little early for us. This is exciting. I get to see you twice uh, in less than a week because we're well, the impending holiday here. The impending doom of yeah. the holidays. Yeah, I'm excited though. I'm I'm excited to have a couple days just kind of doing nothing. Yeah, you know, this is the first uh, long weekend, let's call it, that I've taken that wasn't work related. Uh, I think since COVID, since we reopened from COVID, man. Oh wow! Well, hey, man, good for you then. This is well, uh, no, 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 no. Wait, we already had like two Christmases, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like. Right. I, I don't know. It's either been twenty years or I just took off last week and I forgot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it does feel. I actually had that conversation with a client today, uh, just saying like, you know, we scheduled an, our next meeting for December first, and I was like, holy shit. Who let it? Where did it become December first? Like I'm still the, writing March 2020 on yeah, shit. I know what is going. Yeah, <laughs> it's been what, two years. Yeah, man, what is going on? But uh, yeah, but but it has been interesting because, and actually, not not too much for today's show, but but um, just I think a trend in general that that a lot of our friends and things we follow online are just getting fun is because people are locked in. There's been a seismic shift in this sort of hobby if you will in the last mm-hmm. two years it's been amazing like so and every day it's like an avalanche of new stuff and it's just it's it's probably never been more exciting to have this as a hobby ever well you know we we mentioned uh somebody that we're trying to get on the show who who wrote a book about uh the future of healthcare, and uh you know he kind of predicted this movement i don't think he you know assimilated it all and kind of put it in this order where it was like oh massive health crisis we're all locked inside and we're all trying to figure out how we work how not to get sick and uh yeah you know all that but certainly of you know in the good columns of things that came from being locked down uh people investing in their health doing some research looking to see what's out there to keep up and healthy uh, they're they're definitely doing that now. Yeah, totally and totally better than they were before. But I mean, even so, with all these labs punched up for the yeah COVID vaccine, you got people in labs again. So people are studying all kinds of new shit right now, and it's just yeah, really, yeah. You know, it's any anyway. I, I digress, but it was it's it's just a fun time to be in this little uh, rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I um, I did in fact start lifespan so you can stop oh okay all right good good (laughs) good i i i backed off i uh i got sidetracked a little bit uh i i'll I'll blame add yeah i've got about uh seven hours left now six and a half hours left oh you're you're probably caught up to me so i'm i'm moving through it yeah 
Um, All right, good. Um, you, you know what I like about this book, actually? I, I don't know if it's a product of my tenure with this hobby, and I just know how to process the data more efficiently than I mm-hmm. did when I first started. But but that book has got a tremendous amount of very dense data that is very complex processes that are explained at the most basic level in the most basic way possible, but it's still pretty heady you yeah, know, even yeah. at that. And, and you just give yourself permission really to just not understand the, the, the granularity of what he's talking <laughs> about, you know, but you understand the concepts. And I think that was where I was going with it. It's like, I'd love to know those processes in the exact way he was describing them and know what the, that means yeah. biologically, but it is so dense. And you, you but, need a PhD in that, like either in epigenetics, genetics, sure. and, and even then it's such a small field that they're talking about, right? Breaking down these nine factors of aging, each one of them, yes, they're all interrelated, but damn, you know, I mean, the whole concept of Waddington's landscape is, is, oh, right. is like, like fucking mind blowing. And had I not read a book on epigenetics like a year ago. <laughs> like that would have just soared right over my head. Yeah. And so I almost similarly, I took a course online. I think I told you I took one, a Coursera course. Oh, nice. Genetics. Yeah. And um, he, my, my wife really, really made fun of me for that. Actually, she's like, you're doing you're doing what now? <laughs> you're going to take an online college class on epigenetics. Again? Yeah. Why not? And I did. I took the whole semester and it was a great, great experience. I would safely say uh, 70% of that class was over my head. (laughs) And and by that, I mean, not that I didn't. And again, I actually, I think that class was a really good runway for reading this book because I came to accept a certain set of rules for my class experience shortly into my class experience, right? Like, so I didn't start the class feeling this way, but it became clear to me that this was the only way I was going to live through this. Yeah. Um, I quickly put up a a roadway and some fence work around what I was going to do. And I said, you know, look, I'm not going to understand the genetics that underlie this entire thing. And hell, there's a ton of data in this that I don't even understand what the words are. Uh, so I have to be okay with basically having like a hundred Google windows open the entire time. The entire time. And I hit pause. I mean, dude, like thousands of times. But like isn't thousands. that the greatest thing about Coursera? Like it, it, you can take a PhD level course and oh, have yeah. no background experience in it. Nope. Do it at your own time. Yeah. You know, like <clears throat> I gotta say, 20 years ago, 20, well, shit, it's more than 20 years. When I took an, a, like an undergrad genetics class, half that shit. Yeah. It's all still relevant, but they are, they are, you know, on the other side of the planet when it comes to what yeah, they know yeah. now, you know? Well, and it's funny because, and I didn't, you didn't tell me about this part, but there is in the audible version of this book. Oh, oh, I didn't mention that. Those cutaways. That's the best part. With them in the studio talking and he yeah. was saying about the speed of the data because the yeah. question that they were talking about was. I was going to mention that. When man. you write a book like this with deadlines that are months before publishing date, like how do you reconcile that? And 
And he was saying there was times where we were dropping you the data like day as, as it was happening, like yeah. as it was happening. Right. And, and it's just so fascinating that like, that's the speed that this is moving. Mm-hmm. And it kind of really makes you think, you know, you're just in a primordial ooze of this topic. And, and I, so, so I'm excited and I don't want to dwell too much on that because we're both still reading it, but he, here's what I was going to, the, the, the only thing I wanted to bring up is this book is reinvented that part of my brain where I could listen to a whole passage. Mm-hmm hear a whole bunch of high tech shit about, you know, what methylating DNA strands and this and that. And, and he, that like he explained, for example, the exact reason why people get lung cancer after being lifelong smokers. And he went mm-hmm. through, there is a chemical that is in the cigarettes that binds and decouples the, the sheathing of the DNA and all that stuff. I don't remember any of the chemical names because they were they weren't even ones I had heard before, um, and I didn't understand the constituent parts of the gene itself. So mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I think it was the sheathing around it, but I, even that wasn't really quite sure. But yeah. conceptually, I heard what happens, and I can. My brain has got this new filter on it that I didn't have before I took that epigenetics class, and the filter yeah. goes, "Hey." Just pick out the shit you actually have to know to understand like what's basically happening here. So in my yeah, mind, I'm like, great. Yeah. Bad chemical binds with good stuff, rips it apart, leaves chaos and yeah. cancer ensues. And, right? and, and I mean, even if you don't get any of that first part, when he starts talking about some of the, the interventions you can do, like the first one he talks about is cal- caloric restriction, right? So, and and I, I don't know, like that's that's just kind of, I'm, I'm about in that section, but that's an easy to understand concept. And when he backs it up with data, he gives anecdotal evidence. I mean, it's, it's written in a way where it's not talking down to anybody, which like, I fucking love that, man. Yeah, no, that's super Like, like, I I hate, you know, I understand the four dummies books sell. I get that. Or, Or, you know, but at the same time, you can articulate knowledge and and not need the the working you know advanced degree in it to get the concepts and i think sure. he does a pretty good job with that yeah no i agree and and i can't wait to have a whole show on just this book because all right I'll there's some really week. fucking amazing and fun <laughs> stuff yeah, it doesn't have to be tomorrow's show. You know what I mean? Man, like, I mean, man, get, look, you know, look, you know, I, so I was I, like, do I, I listen? I really, do I listen to this album or do I listen to the book on the twenty minute ride? And I should yeah. listen to the book. Oh, dude, yeah, totally. Well, I got a plane trip coming up, so I'm excited to kind of ah, uh, damn so. it. But uh, all right, so here, let's get going on today, which actually was one of the very first like super nerd rabbit holes I jumped down. Uh huh. Matter of fact, this idea of cold therapy. Uh, yeah, yeah, so much so that I bought a machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and so so what's interesting about this book, and the reason why I I kind of was so inclined to kind of lean in on that a little bit this today, is because a lot of those things that that he's talking about in that book mm-hmm. are stuff that was purported to come out of cult therapy, right? So, yeah. So like a lot of the stuff that he's just proving biologically, like what we're going to talk about here and what, what I think is a great conversation and, and one that, you know, sir, the bio nerds are all, you know, yammering up about cold thermogenesis, but like, normal don't, don't worry. I, you know, the seasons are changing in the Northern hemisphere. You're going to see uh, like people running around uh, all over the Instagram without clothes on and oh, yeah, rolling totally. around in the snow and oh, yeah, jumping yeah. into cold water. 
I mean, that is the benefit of living up here, though. If you are so inclined to be that guy, you could uh, you can do it with real ease. In the- but you know, my 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 wife wanted to do that for her birthday last year, and she's she's a February twenty second, uh, and she, uh, she wanted to jump in in the water, and uh, yeah, Jesus, we did, did we did. Where did you jump in the water? Uh, so we're not too far from like uh, Middle River Essex area. So we went we went out to uh, Miami Beach over there. It's it's a nice little strip of land. The water is not deep. You could probably walk to one of the islands without, you know, getting your neck wet. <laughs> and no, no. Uh, okay. and you know we walked out twenty feet. Uh, every step you get a little bit slower and slower. And then uh, she she had to take two runs at it. Uh, and then, you know, I own a cryotherapy machine. It, I, I kind of was like, all right, I'm in. Um, then we quickly ran back to the car. It wasn't, it wasn't a long-term thing, but, uh, hell, oh, it that felt great awesome. once you thought out. <laughs> yeah, no, right. Oh yeah, sure. And, and so I'm of mixed mind with this for that exact reason. Yeah. Right? Like on the one hand, I think everything I've ever read about this and every, you know, study I've read and every, you know even if it's just an observational, you know, impromptu study, there's pretty much nothing that doesn't make me academically know this is like beyond amazing for your body in innumerable Mm -hmm. ways, right? (laughs) That said, I am a giant chicken shit and refuse to jump into the 30 degree water. It is, it is, it is so different yeah, you know, like that, we, yeah, we have sounds, people that take like cold showers. We have people that do the polar bear plunge sure. and they're afraid of the cryotherapy. And I'm like, dude, this is, this is the easiest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like You're dry, man. Yes. It's right. stupid cold, but you're dry. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And the cryo thing doesn't bother me at all, actually. Like, no, no. It thing. feels like, refreshing. You know, I mean, you, I do love it. It's, it's now here's yeah. the funny thing. What did you put? Right. What do you put me in there for? Like two minutes or something? It's, like it's that? three minutes is where we see that that uh, risk reward ratio starting to level off. So we don't want to go too that, much that. past three. Um, and certainly that's why you wear the gloves and and Crocs and socks, and that's why uh, men wear underwear. Yeah, uh, women can go naked. Uh, we don't recommend it, but they can. Right. Well, I'll tell you, I whatever the time you've ever had me in that thing, I think yeah. five more seconds would have been too much, whatever that was. <laughs> you know, like I was kind of like, okay, this is fine up until the point where it starts to get not fine. And like when I got out was the exact right time. To That's, uh, you know, honestly, like I, I always joke with people like the last 30 seconds is, is the is rough. break it. It's, it's, I mean, at that point it's all a head game, you know, it's not, you know, the first, Oh my God, I took my robe off. It's cold. And then there's kind of like, a, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then the last 30 is like, how much longer? How much yeah, longer? Right. Yeah, how much right. longer? Are we there yet? Yeah. So let's walk through. So so let's start there, actually. I mean, that's one of the more, I think, not only accessible, universally accessible uh, yeah. cold thermo modalities, but it's also like probably one of the most popular as a result. So, I mean, you can... You can't throw a rock in some of the major metropolitan like New York or LA yeah. without hitting seven. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, even they, here, I, I gotta say, I'm I'm seeing some places open up around, which is kind of funny. 
Well, I mean, it's an easy technology. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. what do those things cost to get into? 50 grand? 50, about 50 grand, about yeah. 50 grand. And, yeah. And so it's, like, it, you know, it's it's funny, too, because people go, oh, my God, this is so new. And it's like, no, it's it's it was invented in Japan in 1978. Right. It's yes, almost as old that. as me, for Christ's sake. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know? Well, I mean, red light, they said, I mean, the same thing. 40-something years, yeah, at yeah, least, yeah. yeah. It's back in that same area. Yeah. So like, no, it's not new, but I mean, for 50 grand, you're a commercial establishment, right? You have clientele that comes in on a regular basis, some yeah. on a subscription, some on a card. So 50 grand makes absolute sense, but you mm-hmm. know, you're, you know, you're going to get people there because, you know, like I don't have 50 grand to put one in my living room. I mean, well, it doesn't I, make I, any I did, sense. I God, if I right. told you my nitrogen fees per, per yeah, month, right, it's, right, it's right. like, you know, and, and honestly, I found out about it through, I believe it was a Showtime boxing event where uh, it was one of the Mayweather-Pacquiao fights. I don't remember which one, but, uh, you know, they interview the athletes, they show their training protocols, and there's Mayweather, and there's steam all around his neck, and I'm like, what the hell is that? Uh, And I did some digging. I found out what it was, and that was, God, that was probably 2013, 2014. Yeah, well, I you mean, know? this stuff is definitely getting more popular for sure. But, I mean, but back then, though, that must have been like, landing a rover on mars kind of bizarre now uh, yeah well it took me um <clears throat> it took me about a year to find uh the right distributor to even talk to about the stuff you know um oh, i had a cousin funny. who's a personal trainer out in la and of course la is a bigger city they're a little bit hipper than we are in baltimore let's say they're definitely softer than we are in baltimore but uh <laughs> Um, I'm not going to leave, let him off the hook with that. Uh, but, uh, he came up to me and, you know, because he's a personal trainer, a lot of these places will like, Hey man, you, you bring people in and we'll give you free cryo. Sure. So, uh, he, he comes over to me and he's like, yo man, I heard you're opening a new spot. I said, yeah. He goes, you got to add cryotherapy. I'm like, let me show you my 50 page business proposal. Sure. And the first service yeah, is cryotherapy. Well, yeah, you I mean, know, it, it gives you all, I mean, all the stuff, I mean, I guess we should kind of do a quick recap. Like when, yeah, when yeah. we're doing cold thermal, what are we, what are we looking to get? Right. I know, I know burning brown adipose is like, uh, well, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's, it, it's funny because the science is there to support all the claims. Right. But, uh, you know, when we talk about brown adipose tissue, uh, that's a, that's a funny concept. Uh, they'll, they'll call it bat, but it's brown yeah. fat, basically. And it exists in a higher percentage in infants because they don't have the muscle mass to keep themselves warm. Sure. Yeah. So brown fat burns white fat uh, is the kind of quick and skinny of it. Um, and people that tend to have higher brown fat tend to have less adipose tissue overall. Right. So people like Wim Hof, who've done cold exposure, have more brown fat than, you know, some very young people. Right. Uh, And it was thought that we lost it naturally as we grew. You know, we don't need it anymore. We have muscle mass that's burning calories and generating internal heat. But it but it turns out that we can keep it. Uh, and that part of the reason we may have lost it, and this is still speculated, still up for debate, is that, you know, we, we started putting clothes on. You know, we're, we're oh, in climate controlled arenas yeah, yeah, all the sure. time, you know. I mean, God, that's that's part of the reason my center exists is, you know, doesn't matter what time of year it is. You go from your house to your car, your car to work. 
uh, vice versa, and you get very little exposure to any elements. That's light, heat, cold, all of it. Right. No, and and that's what I like about you know going to a place like yours because you mm-hmm. can kind of put it in a box, literally, like yeah. a tube, and yeah, you know, significantly harder. You know, there's other ways of doing this. Obviously, the all the rage now on the high end. Uh, you know, the list of when you've bought every other health toy. Yeah. What's next, you've seen these like twelve thousand dollar you know cryo tanks that for yeah, like a cold like, a cold plunge one that I might be yeah. looking at right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me close my browser window real quick. No, uh, we we've toyed with uh, a second location, and we we want to change up the mix a little bit. Uh, Baltimore's a, a, a big enough city to have two centers like mine, you know, not, not right on top of each other. And we toyed with opening like a, just a copycat, what we're already doing. Um, but we want to add some different services and I hate to say this, but the cold plunge thing was going to be factored in and possibly be sitting at my house and not in, well, in, in the clinic yeah i hear what you're saying listen I, I mean are you sure you didn't order two of those like, yeah yeah i mean wasn't that what was that movie with jodie foster and the aliens where yeah, like, yeah you know yeah, that right, is like right. the good thing about the government is they always buy two or something they always like buy two right <laughs> yeah so look uh, there is a million things that i would play with out of curiosity at my house if, yeah if money was no object and, and that is definitely one of them but for a spot like yours that's selling those wellness activities, yeah. I think spending twelve grand on a cold dunk tank makes all the sense in the world. Like that's an easy. You, you know what, Matt? And and here's the thing: all the services we have are cutting edge, and they're like a novel idea. Those kind of things. This is like a fucking freezer chest that's just been adapted right, but, to old water. But you know what, though, it comes in a hand crafted wood veneer uh, well oh, see i'm looking at one that's more of a barrel I, oh no, no. I, I this, like this one is a, it's furniture man it's good i i know like, i know you, you know like it, it's like as a work I, of art it's pretty uv sterilized salt somebody you know. somebody we know has uh a very nice it looks more like a freestanding tub and it's sitting right next to their beautiful sauna and their oh, and right. their newly renovated sure. uh gym and i'm like oh god damn it man yeah, well, how, I mean, how, how do I sell out and make that kind of money? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, if I if I live long enough, I'll eventually build that space, but it's going to be I gotcha. very small steps <laughs> at a time. But you know what? It's look. I mean, also, there's a lot to be said about like outsourcing this stuff to a clinic versus doing it yourself, right? Like, yeah, I, you know, you hear me drone on about those stupid red lights that I have in my office all the time, but. You know, the thing is, is like, I like doing that just in the middle of the day randomly. So for me to go to a clinic to pay for that service kind of doesn't make sense. And everybody has their own tolerance there. And like, look, this is the thing I'm really into. Right. Right. Like, I'm I'm into that enough to want to do it often enough where I don't want to drive somewhere to do it. (laughs) And, And I would say if you told me four or five years ago, hey, man, I'm going to spend eight to 12 grand per panel from the the leading distributor that's nuts but now uh the frequency is the frequency Uh, you know the output's the output as long as that's the same you're getting an identical treatment which is kind of cool you know and i think we'll see that happen with you know i hope i'm not predicting the downfall of my own office 
But a lot of these therapies are going to start getting cheaper and cheaper. The more oh, yeah, people sure. do them, the more, you know. Yeah, the but more the machines play. are getting cheaper too. So like, oh, absolutely. Know, a, a six thousand dollar, you know, Juve panel you can get now landed from Alibaba for six hundred bucks. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, eventually the players like Juve are going to have to recognize that. And once they start coming down, then the Chinese ones are going to go through the floor. So like, it'll be, yeah, yeah. you know, like, so that that's a race to the bottom. But like you said, you know, the, the frequency is the frequency. And, you know, if you can. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, imagine the first person to be able to retrofit some kind of cooler into a bathtub. Think about yeah, right. that. Right. Well, I mean, the put, thing put some it kind of refrigeration system in a cooler and and have, you know, 40 degree water coming out of your tap. Well, the thing about that that I do like about this as a modality is if you are playing with it. Yeah. And you live in anywhere, you know, in the north. You, you have a few months out of the year at least right, where you, where, can, just where you can just do it for free. And a T-shirt and do it for yeah. free. And you don't have to really like, you know, go to a place well you know know? and 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 to speak of this right so it's cold exposure of some kind uh clearly if you're getting wet you're losing the most body heat the quickest right that's the strongest stimulation to the vagus nerve uh but the vagus nerve is i mean they call it the wandering nerve because it goes everywhere and did i say this last time i feel like i just recently said this but like a bowl of ice water and you dunk your face that's mimicking at least some of the effects, right? So you're not going to get the caloric burn. You're not going to get the brown adipose tissue, but you're going to get the regulation of the autonomic nervous system. There's so many, there's so many things like that. So one of the, one of the things that I thought was funny is that's the warm up exercise. No pun intended. That's the sort of get to know you exercise for getting going with it. Cause when I looked into it, I literally typed into Google, like how does a cold, you know, scaredy cat get into like cold thermo because like yeah. the thought of jumping into like 30 degree water quite literally terrified me and and what came up was like just dozens of articles that all had that as the step one take a giant like popcorn or salad bowl fill it with ice water and literally just put your face in it for 10 seconds like yeah. just you know and then do it again next week for 30 seconds. Right. And like, just sort of build it up. And then when you can get your whole head into that thing for 30 seconds at a clip, they'll like then start jumping in the shower at 50 degrees. Right. Like, and see it, you know, yeah. degrees and feel what that. I, I, I was, I was pretty religious with that. Um, and it's kind of funny that throughout the year, depending on how cold the ground was, you could start going like, wow, this isn't bad anymore. It must be May. Right. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, and right, it, right. it's a it's definitely slower than the the seasons, right? It takes a little bit longer for the the deep, you know, where the pipes are to kind of warm up. But it's like, no, this is definitely not as cold as it was. Well, and and that's what I'm. So it, it was funny. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today, and when you suggested it, I was like all in, was because this winter. Oh, well, I also suggested a bunch of other wacky shit. Yeah, well, I was well, like. This winter, <laughs> I'm uh, yeah, this winter, it's my, uh, this is my goal, right? Like I want to do sessions outside and I want to do, my goal is one a week to do just, even if it's like a three to five minute session where I'm just walking around my neighborhood real quick in a t-shirt. I don't even care about the pants so much. Like I'll even put on a pair of jeans or something and it's basically just make it my torso. Okay. Uh, Um, I feel like that. And then to your point, once I start getting good with that, maybe then, maybe then it's a pair of shorts, 
But I do think I'm going to put giant ski gloves on and big fuzzy feet things. Because I, 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 I think, think yeah, I think th- you keep the extremities warm and, and you'll be okay. Um, I will say there was a while where I was going outside and doing Qigong every morning. I started shortly after. That was after. my alternate opinion as well. Yeah, you know, it, shortly after uh, Christmas. But that's like 30 I did minutes it, for me right now. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to spend 30 minutes outside. <laughs> That's like I, I was doing about a half an hour outside every morning. Now, I will tell you, as, as, as talking about creating brown adipose, talking about, uh, y- you know, metabolizing some of that white fat, uh, I didn't move the scale too much. I'll be I'll be honest about that one. Well, how long that's, were you, that's were one you of the actively claims. involved in it? Uh, so I did from December until about April. That's and good, then that's a good long time. I would expect you to see some difference now. So you didn't uh, see any. Uh, N- not not enough, you know. I mean, and were then, you drinking like twice as much Miller Lite because one <laughs> I, I, just just to keep the calories on. No, yeah. Um, it was it was it was good. I have to say, I definitely felt like I didn't need the giant winter jacket most times after a right, while. So it was more um, hormetic response to the cold. I I, I right. would agree with that, you know, right. and I know that like. If I do the cryo on a regular basis, or if I go back to the cold showers, uh, you know, I walk outside, I get something out of the car, I'm wearing the shorts I was sleeping in the last night, nothing else. And, you know, the neighbors are looking at me because they're coming out with their, you know, full, full snowsuits on. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, hey, how you guys doing? Yeah. Hey, what's up? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. You know, aren't you cold? Uh, You know, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It's well, still, it so, still feels cold. So it's funny that it's funny. I want to, I want to circle back to something. You kind of got my ears up a little bit on this. Oh, no. So you didn't, you didn't really seem to be a full believer in the uh, brown adipose theory. So I, I, I so I, I'm thinking I, like, I, I want to know, and I got to look into like the DEXA scan and maybe the BOD pod. I just I, did I, a DEXA scan, but I don't, yeah. it, it's useless if you only do one. Yeah. Like, so you have to do one and then like, so I'm on a new, a different workout plan specifically for this. And then I got to do another one after, cause I want to see if that. Yeah. My gym it. is doing a biggest gainer this, this year. So we're, we're all collectively going to the, the bod pod spot and doing a bod oh, cool. pod. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'm going to be a little upset. The first one I go into, hopefully not so bad. The second one, uh, well, that, <laughs> really, that'll, that'll I have that you. much fat in my body. Uh, yeah, that'll keep you uh, pretty honest. I, mean, I, you know, look, I, I mean, I don't need to be humbled anymore. I constantly. No, I know, but it is interesting, man. They give you some pretty terrifyingly accurate shit. Yeah, that DEXA scan report. Yeah. it's like terrifying. Well, you know, they're like, because I, I don't. I even... I'm not a fat guy, but man, you know. You're looking at yourself like, you know, forensically splayed out on graph paper. I, I, I'm like, it says I'm under 20, 20% body fat on my little Fitbit scale that's, I yeah, think, so definitely out of warranty. And not, like, like, <laughs> you're like 80 pounds fat, dude. You're like, what? <laughs> what? What are you saying, man? Yeah, no, it's it all around your liver too. But so, <laughs> no. so, so, so the 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 interest. The reason I circle back to this though is because I think one of the again, this was one of the first nerd rabbit holes I jumped down yeah. in this. And when I went down this rabbit hole, I went down pretty pretty deep because it's. I think this this particular topic 
really gets at the things that activate my brain when it yeah. comes to this thing is because these are just chemistry. This this illustrates that our body is a chemistry set more so than almost anything else I could point to immediately. Well, it, yeah, you know, it's certainly it's certainly more so. I mean, it does. It, it, it's funny to watch how uh, as we evolve. Um, and I watched a horrible documentary about like us actually being in a matrix. Don't bother with it. But they, yeah, but they were they were they were talking about like when we first found found out about blood vessels, right? And we're we're talking back in you know Hippocratic times when we talk about Hippocratic medicine. It was like here's the humors, here's the fluids, right? And 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 they were making this analogy to like the Romans had aqueducts and we had sewers and these kind of things. And it's like oh, it's got to all be this stuff flowing around. And then as we started to learn about electricity, the focus changed to the nervous system, right? These are wires. This is electricity. And then when we started to have computers, uh, it was like, this is all, this is all your brain. Your brain's the seat of it all. Why? Yeah. You know? And yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's interesting to see that, like this evolution, but we're that really all, aren't we? You know? And, and then they said, when we started exploring, like, the cloud that's when we all started to focus more on the consciousness right so like it's not it's not necessarily a hardware thing <laughs> that is that's an interesting correlation i, Did I, I just fuck up i just side railed everything again no, i'm no, sorry not at all no I, that, no that, that's actually an interesting observation i i guess so i guess where i was going I, i'm trying to think of if it if it relates to that uh, well, I mean, chemistry definitely fits into that model, especially with the fluids. And and there's definitely a part of that. I mean, right. Hormones play a role in nearly every function in our body. Well, yeah. And that I think that like and then when you start getting into things that we didn't know before. Right. And then when we found out, you're just yeah. like, uh, duh. Like, I remember what is that? Um, not adenosine. Um, adeno. Adenopectin, adenopeptide. Anyway, there's this, there's this, it, it's a hormone because you just said hormones, which made me think of this, but it's a hormone, adeno, I think it's adenopectin. Hold on. It's up here. Um, it is a hormone though, but it's basically is responsible. It's a hormone responsible for breaking down the fat stores and shuttling it to your muscle for use. Right. Oh, is that, is that, uh, so, so oh, what's interesting no, I'm thinking about of a this, diabetic one. Yes, so it is. It actually has oh, uh, uh, adenopectin has yeah. has contributes to obesity and di type two diabetes and all this other stuff, right? So when you start listening to that, and you're like, oh, by the way, cold thermogenesis activates adenopectin and mm -hmm. basically makes your body go into that process. You're like, I'm a fucking chemistry set, and all I got to do is put the goddamn yeah. thing in a refrigerator for a minute, and all of a sudden, like this part of the chemistry set starts to come alive and do something better than it did before. And it, yeah. it's that piece, like that aha moment, is what makes me constantly like in, engaged in this whole conversation that you and I have. Is that like here's this little fat protein or hormone yeah. that was floating around doing its thing, and nobody gave a shit about it, and then all of a sudden, you're like, huh? Wait a minute. Thing really torches white fat cells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what? And and here's another crazy thing about that, right? Because we see this this convergence of multiple things. So if you look at it from a society level, uh, which is kind of crazy, right? As we got more 
the ability to regulate our temperatures, whether it was from space heaters or or better, like having furnaces in houses and things like that, our our exposure went down. But like our lives got easier across the board, right? We we had more foods, more availability. We were eating more. So like, is this obesity trend? And certainly, it's worse here in America than other countries. But is this obesity trend a culmination of not only us having more food available all the time, but also our ability or our lack of exposure to being cold, which is kind of an interesting way of looking at it from a, from a public health kind of like, why is obesity, why is diabetes, why is cardiovascular disease on the rise? Yes, it's from eating uh, shit fast food and all that stuff, but, you know, 100, 150, 200 years ago, I mean... How, how much not only was the food less available, but our, our exposure to the elements was much more uh, you know, significant. Well, and it was funny because if you look at contributing factors to blue zone yeah. you know, around the world, right? And, and like one of the things that comes up constantly, you know, obviously those, those interpretations vary by who's doing the interpreting, right? But yeah, yeah. Most, most of the interpreters seem to agree on a couple of the big takeaway points. But the one that I was going to, that comes to mind for me is that they didn't go, none of them go to the gym. Like their general lifestyle requires them to be to more active yeah. all day, every day, right? Like it's not like they have to go plow the fields for 13 hours, but they're doing something religiously, right? It's a, it's a, it's repetitive actions mm-hmm. that cause the long-term effect, not, like going to the gym for 30 minutes to do a hit workout, like not saying that that's bad for sure, but it's the best of the worst mm-hmm. possibilities. Yeah. Well, because- I mean, you've seen the studies where they're like, look, going to the gym for two hours a day doesn't offset sitting at an office desk for eight hours. No, not even right. A you know, yeah. it, not even a little bit. Right. So, it, it, you know, I mean, the thing is uh, humans weren't meant for this lifestyle. No, absolutely. But that's not. not how we were designed. At least, at least from a physiological standpoint. Well, so what I what I find interesting about things like cold cold therapies, right, is that I, you know, truthfully, I think it's the one of the single greatest like ha- hacks available. Because talk about a magic eraser for all that shit. I mean, inflammation done. It's like a thermonuclear weapon for inflammation, yeah. right? You're just that, that's not a factor anymore, right? This, uh, adenopectin response, right? Like, well, get, guess what happens when you're breaking down fat and delivering it to your muscles? You, you're using up fat and you're lowering your blood sugar. Yeah. So now, so here's what's going to, it's funny because unrelated to this, did you, uh, I think it was, I forget who it was. Anyway, I, I just recently read an article about a guy talking about why he would get super hungry after he did a, a sauna cold. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cold, you know, and, um, and they were he's, talking he's about metabolizing this. calories. You were metabolizing calories. Well, yeah. So you're burning calories out outright, but mm-hmm. you're also shuttling. Basically your glucose is dropping. So basically he only found out because he was one of those dudes who went out and wore a constant glucose meter mm-hmm. and found out that sauna dip tank combination basically caused his blood sugar to plummet Plummet, just like completely flatlined. And so he'd get out of the, of that, you know, therapy, which was only going to take, I think he was doing like two minute, three minute. Yeah. Three or four tops. Yeah. Right. So it was in and out real fast. And 
he said basically like that is one of those things that I never would have originally thought about. But now that I know, um, and I make fun of people with those stupid glucose meters on, not the people who need the meters on, but the ones that are just wearing it because like, they think I, cool. I get you. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm rallying against the the hyper data driven people. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> I mean that it is a little crazy, but in in this particular regard, it did come up with a rather intriguing bit of information that um, that makes you kind of wonder now, like, all right, well, maybe I want to time, you know, a, a cheat meal before a sauna dip, sauna dip you know, combination. And then you basically just hack the meal, right? Uh, yeah. I, mean, I gotta say, I, I went off, I went off, off uh diet this weekend and uh, immediately came home and got in the sauna. I probably should have, <laughs> should have yeah. gone back. Should have done it all at the office and hit the ground. at the office, buddy. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and then, uh, you know, again, overlapping uh, data sources, but in lifespan, they were talking about the mTOR and AMP K pathways, yeah. right? And what's interesting about that is mTOR is also highly jacked with during cold thermogenesis. So mm -hmm. basically that if you can downregulate mTOR, right, then you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's interesting because he's talking about it from an aging standpoint. The mTOR conversations that are around cold thermogenesis are mostly around weight loss, not 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 um, necessarily longevity. I, I don't think that that's an empirical statement. I think there are certain no, no, but it's it's pretty funny to see the fact that how intertwined all of those things are, right? Because even even if you can kind of turn back the biological age clock. The right. likelihood that you will have other diseases goes down because you have more ability to repair yourself. So it makes sense that you're knocking down a lot of these pathways that, you know, cause some excessive inflammation in long term. Sure. Well, it's, it, and, you know, obviously the news has just beaten this horse to death. But, you know, on the bright side, you know, causing calling attention to the fact that chronic inflammation causes just about every disease you've ever heard of. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know, like um, was something that I don't think was in conversational parlance ten years ago. You, well, you, you know, know I mean? like, yeah, and 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 to to his point in lifespan, and now we're talking about lifespan again. But uh, yeah, yeah. but you know, this idea that aging just kind of happens, right? Like, oh, there's not a that's not a that's not considered a disease. Right now, I don't really to 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 be honest, I don't. And again, I don't have an acute situation going on right now where I'm suffering from anything, right? But but when I look at all these things, you know, like I like to run. Well, uh -huh. the day after the marathon was, I went to your spot and I, I did cryo. Oh, that's right, man. Yeah, Dude, that is like a magic eraser for the, every bad thing I did to myself running a marathon, uh -huh. right? Like, I mean, it's it's it was just, I mean, I, I can't tell you the recovery difference between running a zillion marathons and and never having done that before versus doing that. I mean, granted, there could have been other factors. Maybe I didn't run that hard that day. I don't know. There could have been some other explanation. But man, I felt like a million bucks. Yeah, you, you know, and uh, and and like I did right after. Actually, I did cryo followed by red light, and I was like, man. 
this feels magical. Like I went home and I was like, dude, I feel great. (laughs) You know, the Baltimore running festival is normally kind of like a crazy time for us. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, You you know, just only because people want to get in. Yeah. And, uh, well, shit, we run right by your office. I I know, I know, but you can't run back over (laughs) for like four hours. (laughs) You go, you go like you're, you're three blocks away at one point. Uh, and then people are like, yeah, can I book an appointment for, and it's like, no, 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 you won't get here by then. Yeah. But I run, you know, and they'll, they'll tell us like what their pace is. And it's like, Oh, that, that doesn't matter, man. You, you can't get back to this side of town until like 5 PM. Oh, really? Oh, oh, because of the traffic? Just everything's still shut down. It it is such like, unless you're like jumping on a bird, you know, or or whatever scooter company you jump on. Whatever scooter. Yeah. Um, Whatever company sends us a free scooter. Yeah. (laughs) You will be our exclusive scooter. Yeah. Scooter distributor. So I'm interested about. I'm interested. So, and again, it's, this is one of those topics that I can't really, you can't really prove. Yeah. You could prove if you lose weight. Yeah. That's easy enough. You know, you could look at a scale, you can take body measurements. I mean, when I was aggressively losing weight at one point in my life, I, I took every Friday at 7am, wake up, I'd weigh myself on the same scale. It was right or wrong. It was relative to itself. And yeah. I, and I took tape measurements of both biceps my belly button, my waist. Oh, you didn't you didn't go buy calipers? I figured you buy some calipers. I have calipers, but you know, <laughs> those things are those things, you know, it, it's funny. I, I think I think I heard Ben Greenfield talk about this years and years ago, but I guess when he first started, he was taking the, you know, with cal the, the click calipers. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Gym. And he said, I took thousands of those. And he goes, You can mess that up so easily. So easily. Like, yeah. So easily. He goes, can they be accurate? Well, yeah, to somebody who's done 10,000 of them. Uh-huh. But even then, it's still, you know, obviously there we have better tools now that aren't as cost prohibitive as they once were. But but yeah, I mean, I fell for it. I went and got one of those. Man, I can take my body fat percentage 25 times in a row and probably get 23 different readings. So yeah. Like, I mean, if, you know, it's, they're, they're not so reliable, I don't believe. Um, but like, what what's a like you know who's to say that by me down regulating mTOR that I added objectively you know four years to my life or whatever you know whatever the well that, that that's the hard jump right because well, that's what I'm multiple saying. Like there, yeah, right. multiple how, variables there and and some of it just comes down to how like you know one of the things that he does discuss in this too which is which has been researched from a bunch of different angles is telomere length right so. There's books like the Telomere Revolution and all right. these things giving you, you know, and and I I I think we're we're on the cusp, and I and I believe lifespan may be this like attempt to have a unified, you know, theory in the aging uh, arena, you know, and he even admits that a lot of his colleagues think, look, it's not just one cause, but you know, if we could find it and adjust it. God, man, we could be sitting here going, damn, I feel old in my mid forties and we could be here another hundred and something years. Well, so I guess, I guess, yeah, those are all true, but I guess what I'm saying is like, and and I guess the horse I'm betting on 
when it comes yeah. to not just cold thermo, but like all this stuff is, is that if I can get cold thermogenesis as a semi regular part of my life, yeah. right? You are keeping your body just that much sharper in that particular regard. So let's yeah. just say that inducing cellular autophagy with cold thermogenesis, yeah. it can happen. Well, that's a good thing, objectively, like biological yeah. truth. Like that is 100% true, right? Bad cells dying off, good. Good. That is, yeah. you know, like that, objectively. Now, how to interpret the data of what that means is what nobody knows, right? Or at least, yeah. I we're, think we're, we're not there yet. Aggressive. We're not there yet. We're still working on it. But what, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is like, I'm going to, I'm the guy who hedges, right? Are these red light panels going to do anything for me? Who the fuck knows? But objectively speaking, they, they, induce collagen production they yeah. induce inflammation they make wound healing faster same thing with cold thermogenesis objectively yeah. speaking they increase brown adipose tissue they which burns more white adipose tissue mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. is like there's certain biological and chemical truths which if you just say is this a hedge you know is the hedge of you know the juice of this hedge worth the squeeze in in yeah. my case, with a lot of these things, I think the answer is yes. Because you know, it, it, it's funny, and I think, and and this is this may be the topic of an upcoming book: how and why to combine those. Right, is it, kind of interesting because we can say a lot of these benefits from, like you listed, some of the similarities between red light and 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 cold thermogenesis. Right, we combine that all the time in our office. Sure, you, you know the the idea that we have cold shock proteins from cold thermogenesis and, and we have heat shock proteins <laughs> and they they are different proteins but they do similar things sure. right and and both have been uh you know shown to show much lower cytokine markers right so inflammatory process goes down all of these sure. things physiological function improves right we get better blood flow we get all of these things which are a little bit easier for us to measure Right. And and if your body is functioning better at like, let's say, a more macro level, something that can be easily observed. Right. Those little cellular stages must be working better. Now, quantifying that is is different for everyone. And, you know, true evidence based medicine, when we talk about it, is not just what the study says. But what we're seeing and observing in clinic, what the patients want, what, you, you know, how that all comes together. I mean, they, they always like refer to it as jazz in the classes. Like, this is where the jazz lies. And it's like, God, this is some shitty jazz. It's so dry. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like yeah, it, but, but, you know, the, but even yeah. that, though, I mean, th- this is one of those things where almost none of the studies you read online have been or can be replicated, right? Like, they're not you even know, replicatable, right? But, but, but here's, 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 the, here's the truth about most science, right? And we see it happening across the board. So in social sciences, remember you do the Superman pose when you're in the door and it increases your, your testosterone and gives you more confidence. And now, now can't repeat that one either. And, right. you know, right. like we, we have, you know, biases, we have influences, right? Kellogg's is the reason that we have a whole fucking breakfast pyramid. Right, uh, right. You know, well, yeah. so, and, so and that makes no sense, right? Like, yeah. So you look at that objectively, you're like this is just really aggressive, predatory marketing, right here. And yeah, yeah. But I do think we predator. do when we're looking at observational studies, or we're looking at a study where there's specific functions 
therapies that have been around this long have been backed up time and time again. So the first Japanese MD that did it in Japan in 1978 was actually doing it for rheumatoid arthritis and with the idea out of the room. <laughs> well, you know, listen, I, you know, it's always funny to me because the little old lady always does best in the goddamn chamber. We get pro athletes in there like screaming to be let out like they're like they're being murdered. And, and and within that, that study that showed this reduction in inflammation, and we, we can talk about all the other things and whether or not they're happening or not, um, there, there is enough replicatable studies within cryotherapy. It just wouldn't have lasted this long. No, so absolutely. cold thermogenesis has been around uh, since they had cold water. Well, I mean, cold thermogenesis <laughs> yeah, yeah. is funny that we've actually categorized it because we've touched on this theme a couple times tonight alone but you know we, we've been doing this for you know what what humans have been on this earth for what two hundred and seventy thousand years or whatever that is given yeah yeah here. yeah and then out of those we've had basically indoor running water for like less than 200 like so like come on we were intense like <laughs> and, yeah yeah you know, like i mean come on we were cold and we were and, hot and, and we have were you, have, everything in between Huh? Have you read uh, What Doesn't Kill Us? No, I have not. Okay, it, that. it's it, it, that's, that's an easy record. read. It's a great book. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an investigative reporter who, uh, you know, I mean, he writes like he's writing a newspaper. It's not high level. It's good stuff. It's nice, clean, easy read. Um, and he's writing uh, basically his whole gig was exposing gurus. And oh, he right. goes, he goes to expose Wim Hof and he basically tells him, I'm going to come to your seminar. I'm going to do this. And he goes, yeah, go ahead and try. Uh, and Wim Hof at that time had already been studied in labs and, you know, sure. like, is he some freak of nature? Can he figure other people out? But this guy uh, becomes a living example of the Wim Hof method. And he cites, which is pretty funny when we think about it. Uh, did, did we talk about this last time? We, yeah, we it. did. We did on the breathing episode. We talked about Wim Hof a lot. And, Wim Hof, like, yeah. We didn't. What we didn't really talk about, although we we touched on it, was was that he's like one of the masters of the cold therapy of, of the cold. Like, of yeah, I mean, yeah, he's I mean, he's the guy. And when people yeah. come in to our center, they say that all the time. But right. my point was, throughout history, Spartans were wearing sandals, a fucking loincloth, and a cape. Right. It was uh, pilgrims were like, why are all these natives not wearing any clothes? There's snow on the ground. And they're like, uh, harden up, white guy. Yeah. And it's funny because like to your point, though, like I, I would be very surprised. And, and you know, if if uh, atherosclerosis was a was a disease that the Native Americans had a whole bunch of. <laughs> I don't I, I think once again, it's multiple issues with that. There's multiple reasons for that. But if we look at certain indig indigenous populations around the globe before Europeans, uh, you can say white people, too, I guess, um, showed up before packaged food was there, before there was like, you, you know, this yeah, idea. Packaged food, that shit's been in the last like 50 years. Yeah, but like even, even so like newer tribes, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But but even then, heart disease was near non-existent. Yeah, right. And that existed all over the world, even in the rainforest where like they're not getting cold, cold. You know, yes, the nights are colder. Yes, if you're wet, you can be cold. But uh, not, not, not at the same cold, rate. Yeah. But their heat yeah. shock proteins must be off the hook. <laughs> you know, and and That's and it. once again, they're probably carrying less body weight. They're carrying, you know, they're more 
they're moving their bodies at a moderate pace more often. They're oh, yeah. not stuck in a chair. And that's you why, know? like, when you see a lot of these guys online talking about cold thermo, like, it's a lot of guys that are, like, in Montana, you know, like, and you're, like, or, like, you know, North Dakota, where they can yeah, just that's walk great. outside. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, walk outside. It's, like, freezing. I outside. guess you can't do it in August. Yeah, I guess you can't do it in August. <laughs> but the rest of the year, you're pretty good to go. I mean, but, you know, it's getting, I mean, shoot, it was probably... I mean, we've dipped into the 30s here. Not we haven't really. Gotten I'm going to go outside when we get off of this. Now you made me do that. No, but now that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like my kids' school is like you know a 10 minute walk. Yeah, and I'm wondering if maybe it makes sense to carry my jacket. I'll walk yeah. to the school. You know, that's 10 minutes outside. I'll be you know freezing my ass off. Just, and then, just show up in boxers, boots, and gloves. It'll be fine. What, what I like about this, though, is it gives me the option of working up to 20 minutes because I can eventually yeah. get up to go, go there and back. back. Yeah. And yeah. that would be a daily exercise. Like I could do that. And you could do that from now back. until the spring. Right. And so now that's what made me think about it, because I am I, I kind of don't have an, it. When I framed it to myself in that light, I didn't have an excuse to say no. I was like, all right. Well, look, man, bring, bring, like, keep the hat on, keep the, the, the scarf, the, the coat, but, you know, don't put it on right when you walk out of the door. See how long you can go. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that was kind of my point. I'm like, look, yeah. I could pull the ripcord on this thing a block down the street after two minutes and be like, nope, nope, nope. hard back. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just, yeah. you get, you get a car that comes by and just blows a bunch of slush at you and you're like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. Hard pass. yeah, but then you know what's going to happen. I'm going to love it. I know how this goes. I've been on, I've seen this movie before. Uh, I, I go, I love it. I see me lose like two ounces on the scale, and I'm like, that's it. This that's is it. The- I'm sold. <laughs> this is this is the thing. This Tom, is my life. What's now. the name of your $50,000 cold thingy? Toy <laughs> thing? you know? What country did like, it come from? Yeah, and you're like, nitrogen, where do I get that? You know, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, you know, converting a closet, which I already don't have enough of into like a yeah. bio chamber. I mean, I, yeah, I know. Man, how I'm sure there's a DIY for like a fucking $200 freezer <laughs> chest. From it's Home gotta Depot. be a YouTube video. No? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I guarantee it. I guarantee yeah, it. There's somewhere out there, but, but you know, if, for what it's worth, we're talking about idiot proof technology here. Get your shit cold. And funny enough, just like we yeah. were talking about apnea charts with the whole breathing thing, mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. You don't need an apnea chart, nothing that complicated, even though that's a really uncomplicated chart. This is even better because all it is is a temperature. Hey, dum-dum, go outside, find out when it's 32 degrees outside, that's good. When it's 42, it's less good, but it'll still work. It'll still you're, work, yeah. You're right, Like, but you just have to be out there for twice as long, you know? Like, But but basically, it's a measurable thing that any moron with an iPhone can, can immediately ascertain and say, all right, it's 42, so I got to be out there for like a good half hour to kind of get the juice. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I, you know, I mean, you should be doing something outside. And this is, this is the other thing, right? We we see all these, these biohackers, they'll talk about grounding or earthing, and they'll talk about like sunlight exposure and everything. Like you can, you can, you can double and triple this shit up, man. You know, oh, like yeah. it's not like 10 minutes with my feet on raw earth and 10 minutes with sunlight and then 10 minutes in the eh, that could all be the same. Time. That could all be the same exact 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm intrigued by the grounding match, but but and but here's the same thing with like you were talking about with the dip tank, right? Like, yeah, man, it's just just walk outside if you're in a climate that'll do that. 
but the, the, the thing is, is like, it's an artificial recreation of the real thing, right? So yeah. in a cold tank, it's kind of dumb proof. You can't, I mean, cold water is cold water. Yeah. yeah. But like all the rest of this shit, like red light panels, I mean, that's not going to substitute for walking down the street for 20 minutes in the sun. Like it's Now not, I'm going to jump in my dirty ass cold pool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that I didn't yeah. cover yet. <laughs> right, right. That's so funny. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll get out and take an antibiotic bath. Yeah. Get, you know, just, uh, yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's healthy bacteria. We don't Yeah, know. maybe. Yeah, just tell yourself that, man, as you're, you know, <laughs> removing Just strengthening skin. my immunity. Yeah, uh, that which does not kill you. Something, something you say, something? There, but yeah, anyway, I guess I, I, I guess I guess we beat this horse enough. But I, you I, know, I think so. In general, man, I, I do think this is one of the sort of more available ones so like yeah when i when i talk to people who are like you know what's like a stupid easy thing i can do you know and, and i'm like just gradually turn your shower down for the last like oh yeah i mean shower. like even like we've we've we harped about wim hof a little he's got a free app i mean you can do like, stuff uh, like you that. know right but and, a free and, app, but but you know what? The brown adipose tissue is in that like T zone on your back. Yeah, so yeah. Even if you just turn your back to the shower and let ninety percent of the water that's coming out that you're going to ah, get. That's the that's the, easier than the face and the head. Well, it is. I will say like, when I when I do that when I do the head, sometimes I'm like, is this what waterboarding's like? Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I can't breathe. But I, I do don't I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Why couldn't you dunk your head in the in the in a bucket of water? Buck, and then yeah, why not? And, you know, but why what not? I'm saying is like you know you need a salad bowl, some ice. I, and, you know, I think I think spe- the like, the fact that it's so scalable, right? Right. You know, I mean, if it snows, take take a couple of barefoot steps outside and come right back in. Well, you know, I mean, there's like most people there's have like, so many ways we can do this. Yeah, everybody who's got a house likely has a front door. And I'd say a good chunk of the people that have a house also have a back door. One of those doors in the Northeast will lead to very cold ground conditions. At some <laughs> Just, point, yeah. In the, in, the, in the middle of December all the way through March, it's probably going to be really, really cold, if not snow cover. At least for the next 10 years. Right. And then, and then, <laughs> then, uh, then you'll have And then we'll all be underwater and it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll have to move a little bit more up on a hill. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so a very cold hill, right? El, El, it might, El, might be kind of cool to scuba dive in an entire village, but I yeah, right, <laughs> right. Well, so I am going to be um, getting into a whole bunch of Thanksgiving coming up, but yeah. I do have an interesting thing that I'm going to be up to because it's a unique place to go. If you're in the Northeast in December, I'm going to Florida to a um, private family thing. Like we're not going anywhere or anything. It's it, it was all being done at their house, but they have a really nice, big, gigantic house. So there's a few of us going down there, but those Florida highways have huge 20 feet wide sidewalks. And they go on for miles. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be sun, sunny, but not stupid hot because this is like a great time of year down there. So I am going to get some very long runs in for the next couple of days um, with a little beach meditation because the hotel nice. I'm staying at is on a beach there. Nice. And I'm uh, I'm going to see if I can do some grounding it now that you're saying that that's technically what I'll be doing. 
Well, I, I, I think maybe one of these episodes, we got to look into the science of it. I mean, it's it's certainly very interesting, uh, theoretically. Uh, oh, and, yeah. well, and there's, well, there's we plenty of devices home, for it. Well, when we were doing that, the episode on, uh, what was it, on all those, you know, frequencies and stuff, you got that, what is it, the yeah. 7 kilohertz Earth resonance, Earth right? Yeah. You know, like, and, and like that is, again, go, you know, we could argue about that. We, we've talked about that one, but you can argue that one for days, but measurably so just like a lot of these cold thermogenesis stuff yeah that is a proven fact you can put a meter on it you can look at it it's an actual thing so like if you are putting yourself into that frequency you are objectively putting yourself into the exact same frequency of the earth now what does yeah. that mean you know go that's right the, that's but, that's debatable right there but yeah. anyway, like yeah right but anyway um, what are you getting into for the holiday? You doing anything? So uh, a couple of things. I mean, we're just we're just staying local. Uh, I'm trying to finish up a couple of little projects, or at least dive deeper into two. Um, and then uh, house wise, we're, we're going to try growing some mushrooms this oh, this sweet. this winter. See it. if we can create a little in house environment that's that's you know good enough for them. Right. I want to do an episode on mushrooms, actually, because I've been looking at that as well. And like the rabbit hole of like cordyceps and reishi, and uh, you know, goes on supposedly lion's mane, we can find out in the woods here. Oh, yeah. Supposedly. I heard the same thing. I'm like, I saw one, though. Have you ever seen one? You're like, I would have recognized that shit. There's no way. I but <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Even if they're even if they're related species, they're all edible. They're all safe. It's not one that you're going to fuck up. Right. You know, it's well, not like, oh, like... did it blanch blue when you pressed it? No, right. you shouldn't have eaten that one. Yeah, don't, don't that <laughs> it's one. like, no, this is, did it look like a giant white puffball? Yeah. Right. Okay. Then you're good. The, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's it's a really, really inexpensive. Not a puffball by the main, by the, you know, lion's mane. Looks like no, lion's no, the lion's mane look very distinct. Yeah, they're like yeah. furry. But, yeah, but furry. the thing about those is like, I mean, God, those lion's mane ones, I mean, the, the, uh, and I know you, you know, with the Chinese medicine, yeah, yeah. you probably go nuts with those ones because like that's just, there, there's a good five or six ones that, uh, the Chinese really, really look at and, and all of them have been backed up by science and are used throughout other uh, disciplines with just mycology itself. Right, right, right. So that will be exciting. So do you, do you know which ones you're growing first or do you have, a, are you just getting into the process? No, no, we're, we're, we're like, we, we have a setup, we have the medium and I think we're, we're going to try out a couple. I know we have a reishi. I know we have a mataki and uh, the turkey tail apparently needs wood. Like it needs oh. decomposing wood. So that's probably a better outside one. Right, right. Sure. How, how temperature strict are those things? I, you know, I bought one of those like seed starter mats, right? but I, I, I'm wondering if like, I didn't, I haven't dove into it and opened everything up yet. I was hoping it had a thermostat. I don't know if it does. I mean, but like there's, I mean, there's are so, the, are the spores it depends. Itself? The spores themselves like to uh, inoculate tissue at, a, at a, the medium, not tissue, uh, I'm sure there's some that do, uh, certainly there's some that decompose stuff, but, uh, within that, uh, the medium has to be a little bit warmer. So what we're seeing is the thresholds are around 90 degrees, but then when you want the fruiting bodies, you got to get that temperature down. And oh, that's, that's a general rule. It's specific for certain ones. And I think the, but the, the recipes type... out there are easy to follow. I assume. Oh uh, God, I got, yeah. if you wanted to grow magic mushrooms, you could, right. you could do that pretty easily too. Right. So, well, I mean, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun for this, in this regard that we're doing this for. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, like literally, they, some of them growing cow shit. It's not. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> no, that's interesting. You have to keep me posted on that because it is a fascinating little hobby. And like, I, you know, I love the idea of cooking your own food. I just set downstairs a uh, batch of kombucha. Um, yeah, I just emptied mine out, and I'm such a lazy health nerd now. I don't even flavor. I used to do a second fermentation of my kombucha. Yeah. And we, you know, put the fruit back in. I'm like, now nah, fuck it. I'm drinking this raw. I, when, when, when we switched off a of homebrew, like when I stopped drinking beer, right. uh, it, we, we did, we just kegged the kombucha, oh, which was a lot easier to do the second fermentation as one big batch and then just dump it in, you know, right, and right, right. you know, um, but I will tell you, uh, I've been turned on to, uh, in Mexico, they have tapache, which is like a, uh, a fermented pineapple drink but they the the moms the the organic market near us has like three different flavors and they're all fucking amazing and apparently it's not hard to make either so you know get yourself a pineapple and a recipe online and and maybe hit that it's a good time there's um there's another one um what is the one that's made with green tea and honey versus oh oh is it Um, kanji I, I no, can't remember I, what what it is. Um, it, there, there's um, you know, kombucha is made with black tea and sugar, right? And yeah, and, so and so, I mean, you'll one. see recipes with other teas. It's really the sugar that does it. Kombucha is a weird symbiotic uh, bacteria fungus thing, and and those scobies. God, I think I still have a scoby hotel somewhere in my house. I just sh- I just threw away so mine. Um, Oh no, I'm thinking of June. June? J U N. I can't remember the name, but it, it it's yeah, so June it, it's honey. I'm looking it up right now because I, I, I want to make sure. I think it is, yeah. June is honey yep. and, and green tea. Okay. Yeah. And so basically I, I I only learned about this recently, actually. Um I was out with somebody and they ordered a kombucha uh and it was apple flavored, and I I got it as well. And he said, this tastes like June. And I was like, what is that? And he told me, and I was like, huh, you know, that's interesting because I've been making kombucha for years. Uh, and this uh, is Chinese in origin. And I, I knew nothing of that. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. But anyway, how cool does that sound? Like honey and green tea? It sounds delicious. You know, it's, it's, So is, is it the same? Is it the same mix of bacteria? And and I, you know what? I don't even know. In fact, I I was going to try to t- buy take one of my take my kombucha now that I have, and then just do I, well, I don't see why not, man. And I, then take I'll use that. As I a really sponsor. don't. It's simple. Yeah. Well, I was just going to put it out on the counter. Using sugar and, and black tea. Right. I uh, why not. Well, that's the thing. I, like, mean, I have a I, mason like, jar that's about a quart. So I was thinking, like, even if yeah, I just yeah. tried that, right? Put a little bit of my kombucha that I have now as a starter. I won't have a scoby for it. Although I could technically excise yeah. one, but but I'll just, just let it it's just wait, right? They'll yeah, they'll yeah. peel apart. Yeah. So so I was thinking about trying this just because it's like one of those things. It's like kind of easy to do, and you can kind of do it. But but interesting. So your mushrooms and like I'll make some June. We'll have like a little. Uh, 
you know, well, yeah, picnic, sure, man. A very weird picnic. <laughs> yeah, very weird. <laughs> a fermented picnic. Uh, a fermented drink and mushroom picnic. You're like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, have a spectacular Thanksgiving, buddy. Oh, you too, man. Sounds like you're going to have some fun. Yeah, well, either that or all those planes are going to go out the door when I see how hot it is down there. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to sit right here on this beach. And that's going to be. Really uh, there's nothing there. wrong with that either. <laughs> right. All right, cool, man. Still get the grounding in. All right. Yeah, exactly. Peace. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Be subversive, irreverent. Health is wealth, but you knew that. Everybody knows that. But so is following us on social media at Irreverent Health. And check out our website for more exclusive content at irreverenthealth.com. Oh, I like this. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Irreverent Health.